Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome to part two of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Uh, coming at you right at the conclusion of not only the Sixers road trip, but Philly's final game of the six game road trip going down 116 96 to the 16 and two Golden State Warriors. Honestly, you hear that score and you look at it and think, man, this must have been ugly. But in all reality, the Sixers did a ton of good things. Before I jump into that, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. So as I mentioned, this was a really interesting game, despite the fact no Joel Embiid still, no Tobias Harris still. The Sixers did get Danny Green back in this one. And so that, you know, again, you're looking at it in terms of the bigger picture, getting Seth Curry back and hoping that, hey, um, they're going to be able to kind of at least stay competitive, which is what you wanted to see from this team, just given the circumstances and given the fact that they've been dealing with so much adversity especially over the past few weeks, you know, dealing with life without obviously an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid, dealing without Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, uh, a ton of encouraging things. But again, looking at at this game, it it was kind of funny to see the Sixers were actually up 18 in the second quarter. Uh, Unfortunately, the Warriors are able to get back in it. They went on a run of their own and Philly really got sloppy at the end of the first half, missing a ton of shots. That helped Golden State cut the lead down to 12. And then Jordan Poole hit a ridiculous half-court buzzer beater. That brought the dubs to within nine. So it was 61-52 at the break. So you're still feeling pretty happy at that point and thinking, hey, man, going against a 15-2 and squad that is easily, even statistically, looking like the best team in the NBA so far. And like I said, we're still very early in the season, not even at the 20-game mark. You're still feeling pretty good, but uh, everything really changed that third quarter. Andrew Wiggins came out and scored nine points within the first three minutes and 15 seconds of the third. That really brought the dubs back in it, and it didn't help that the Sixers were ice cold to start. Uh, Looking at the Warriors coming into this one, the best third-quarter team in the league, outscoring opponents by seven and a half points in the third frame so far this year. And once the Warriors got back in it, it was kind of blow for blow for the rest of the quarter, and it was kind of close until the end of the third. And Andre Drummond... As good as he has been and, and as well as he has shown out, especially at the end of that win over the Kings last time out, uh, really just a, a, a funky game for him. And he just looked tired. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses for the fact that uh, Andre Drummond didn't play a good one. And I'm going to give him a, the benefit of the doubt, just given the fact that these guys have had to play so much and, and given what they've had to deal with in terms of missing so many of their key guys. But he finished this game with one point. 12 rebounds, again, great job on the glass, but 0-5 from the field, had five turnovers as well. So those aren't encouraging numbers, but uh, looking at the where the the point that this game kind of got out of hand was it was first Steph Curry making a three. That was followed up by Damian Lee. Uh, he hit a jumper to put the Warriors up by five, and then Shake Milton hit a crazy shot as time expired in the third to cut the deficit to 86-84. So you're still looking at this like the Sixers are in it going into the final 12 minutes. 
And then early in the fourth quarter, Philly did everything right on the defensive possession. 2.4 seconds left on the shot clock, tied up at 88. Juan Toscano Anderson, who was a reserve for the Warriors, came in off an inbound play, made an and one on a poor read by Andre Drummond, who ended up getting the foul as well. That pulled Golden State up by three, and really the Warriors never looked back from there. Otto Porter hit a three in the next position. Then Philly got a 24-second shot clock violation. And after that, it was pretty much all she wrote. The Dubs went on a 15-3 run to go up by nine with four minutes and 33 seconds left and then really just, just pulled away from there to win the game 116-96, like I mentioned. Uh, the Warriors also outscored the Sixers 30-12 to in the fourth quarter. So again, not a ton of, of good things at the end of this game, but we're going to give the Sixers a pass. And then the reason why I'm saying that is just given the fact that they were able to string together a couple of wins on this road trip to finish it at two and four and the quality of opponents that they played, the team completely gets every sort of break it needs. Considering the fact they were sitting at eight and two at the 10 game mark where they had a full arsenal of players, they had everybody on that roster that's here, you know, doing what they were brought in to do. And now the fact that you're two and seven over your last nine, missing Joel Embiid, missing Tobias Harris, Seth Curry was out for a bunch of those games. Matisse Thibel, who has been a defensive juggernaut throughout the season, missed a bunch of those games. Uh, Isaiah Joe, Furkan Korkmaz, all these guys, uh, Danny Green didn't play a whole lot throughout that stretch. So, I mean, looking at this from the bigger scheme of things, a disappointing loss in the sense that you were right there with, arguably the best team in the NBA, statistically the best team in the NBA in terms of if you look at a bunch of the analytics and obviously overall record, but the Sixers were right there for pretty much, you know, 35, 36 minutes of game time, just fell apart uh, at the end. So a, a lot of encouraging things, as we've said throughout the road trip, and ultimately you want to see some of the moral victories turn into actual victories. And we weren't able to obviously see that just because of the shortheadedness that the Sixers are dealing with. But again, a lot of things to be encouraged about. You're looking at this squad holding tough with this Warriors team at the end of a six-game road trip, their final stop before they get to finally go back home. And given what they've dealt with, a ton of encouraging stuff. Like you're looking at Tyrese Maxey, even though he struggled a bit, he had 19 points, uh, finished with five assists. Again, did a good job of keeping the turnovers down with only two. He did only shoot five of 15 from the field. But Seth Curry came back, he had 24 points and you know, trying to build off the positives of this road trip. And, and you know, we almost give the Sixers a pass for the fact that they've they've dealt with so much adversity, given what they've dealt with in terms of missing a bunch of guys and the Ben Simmons stuff, which has been a soap opera really for the last two months since, since training camp started, um, how well they played. But I've mentioned this before, you know, it's not really going to be about the moral victories going forward. And if injuries and absences persist throughout the year this could be one of those seasons where everything goes up and down again I'm not going to look at it that way I think that uh the good encouraging news is that we're going to see Joel Embiid back likely on Saturday against the Timberwolves that's the latest reports we've been getting that uh he's cleared his COVID protocols his knee not as sore as it was at one point so they're expecting him back on the 27th if not at the very least he'll be back on the 29th and once they get Toby back Hopefully this team can go on a run because they got the Timberwolves on Saturday, the lowly magic on Monday. Then they go at Boston at Atlanta and a back-to-back in Charlotte on December the 6th and 8th, which hopefully they can get, you know, let's say four wins out of those six. It'll kind of get them start trending in the right direction towards the top of the Eastern conference. So losing this one is disappointing as it is anytime you lose a game in the NBA. But again, this was one of those games where you want to take a ton of the positives 
just given the circumstances that this team has dealt with and given the opponent as well. I mean, you look at the Warriors at 16 and two lead the league in offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, uh, top five in terms of three point shooting and three point percentage allowed. So every metric you're looking at this dubs team, like, damn, you know what? This is, this is a squad that looks like it'll be at least in the second round, possibly conference finals and the finals come time for the playoffs. And you're looking at a Sixer squad who are missing. Ultimately it's two best players right now, currently that can play in terms of, not only clout around the NBA, but in terms of experience with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and the level they played at for consistency. And again, you could put Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry up there as well. Uh, looking how everything played out in this game, they hung tough with this dub squad for 36 minutes at the end of a six-game road trip where some guys have had to play 35, 40 minutes a lot of the time over the past couple of weeks. We'll hopefully finally get to get some breaks. And Doc Rivers, for all of the negativity he got following the loss to the Hawks in game seven in June. He's done a great job keeping everybody engaged, keeping everybody on the same page and, and keeping the guys fighting, you know, even, even when it looked like, Hey man, they might not have a chance to uh, beat a specific team. They've been managing to come out and show a lot of fight, a ton of adjustments, which has also been a knock on doc uh, throughout his coaching history, whether it's been with the Sixers or previously with Lob City, you know, getting a win against the Denver Nuggets in Denver with Jokic playing the way he was, and then getting a win against the Sacramento Kings where they had just fired Luke Walton. And usually the team that comes out with a new head coach or an interim head coach gets a little bit of a boost where they want to come out, and the Sixers are able to get a win against Sacramento too on Monday. So uh, not going to look at this loss like, oh man, they lost by 20, they stink. No, there, there were so many good things to come out of it. And in an 82-game season where... It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You want to take some of the moral victories that you can get. And I feel like this should be one for the Sixers. And the fact that they show they can hang with this squad without arguably two of their best players. And if you get those guys back, things could take the right turn. And I, and I firmly believe that going into now almost game number 20, which is coming up on Saturday against the Timberwolves. I think the Sixers are looking like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think there's a ton of good things to look at through 19 games, despite the fact they're sitting at 10 and nine, despite the fact that you're looking at this and thinking, okay, you know, only a game above 500. And, and there are some things they need to work on rebounding being one of them. Uh, no doubt about it. When you're second worst in the league in, in rebounding, you, you, that's something they want to improve on. And that's something that doc's going to have to look at by maybe shifting things around in, in terms of, where the guards, where the perimeter guys are going off the shot on the defensive end. But uh, again, lots lots of things to to look at in a good way. Some things they want to clean up too on the negative end of it, but ultimately going two and four on this road trip, not going to kill the squad and looking to see how they build off of it now, hopefully when they have a full array of players, which should start on Saturday against Minnesota. That'll do it for part two of Sixers Daily. Don't forget, before we wrap things up, subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. We will catch up with you again on Saturday. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll catch up with you then.